What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Sensory Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode, as always. Dude, this past week has been incredible. Why? Because I think we finally got our verse of the year. And first, I, I want to so. give kudos. I think so. You too? Honestly, you can say who it is, so it's not a mystery to the people. It's but I Jake think Cole's this person verse. Might, yep. I think you might have a better verse this year. But okay. I keep going. Keep respecting. All, keep going. all right. Yeah. So basically, I mean, Lil uh, Yachty dropped out of the blue a song called The Secret. Uh, maybe he's planning to drop an album this year. He already dropped one back in January, right? Um, what was it called he's again? actually... Don't know what it's called. Good mm-hmm. album. Um, he's doing something pretty cool that I've seen other people do marketing-wise. Mm-hmm. And to where each single you release... So say you you release the first single called Single A. Mm-hmm. Then when you drop Single B... Single B comes out with single A under it. And then when you release single C, single C, when you click on the album, it comes with single B and single A under that. If you know that, mm, you get what I mean. Yeah. So so it's like if someone missed out on single A, but they really love single C, now when they go to click single C, single A is on there. And they're like, oh, there's this, there's two other songs that came out by him. Yeah. And it's basically like you're slowly making an album with singles. Mm-hmm. And it gets people so versus when you click on a song and it's just that one song now. Yeah. Now you see every song he's released recently. Yeah. So it's like a marketing plan. So like Chris Patrick dropped Blake in the song, dropped a new song, then he dropped a new song called Slide on Me. So when you click on Slide on Me on Apple Music, both songs come up. Mm-hmm. So it's a so now you're like, oh, Chris Patrick dropped two songs. Let me go listen to the first one. I must have missed it when it dropped. Yeah, and that's the feature that's been added for all streaming that you can kind of show the whole album. You can block out the songs that haven't been released yet and the singles can show up. And that's really the best yeah. way to get people's attention as soon as possible. I just want to give my flowers to Little Yachty first and foremost. He's had a superb year, man. I know um, yeah, when him. it's come up came Lil Bo and all those songs in Minnesota. I remember back in high school, I was listening to that, joking around. Um, but he flipped the switch this year. He said, I'm going to take this craft serious. I'm going to step up my game. The album was Let's Start Here back in January 2023. Amazing album. And he really um, stepped out of his comfort zone. This project, or sorry, this song, he killed his verse. Obviously, he does that weird inflection, which takes time to get used to. And he's rapping like this. And he's talking like that. But it's something new, right? He's trying something new. So that's why I want to give him praise. But then this man, J. Cole, I, I just cannot believe my ears. And what was so funny was when Adam sent me the song, I was like, man, I've been fed enough. Cool. I kind of don't want to hear it. Adam said, dude, just press You're play. <laughs> I press play and my goodness. Verse of the year. By far, I've heard so far. I actually really like his verse. I'm just, off the top of my head, I really like his verse on Summer Walker's new album. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave me like a lot of vibes where he's just, just spitting. He is so good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I like this. People really hype up... Um, What's the song with Benny the Butcher? That was like the verse of the year last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patty's, Patty's, uh, something. Um, Johnny P's Caddy. Johnny, Johnny P's Caddy. Mm-hmm. I like this verse more than that. Mm-hmm. This, I can't explain to a not lover of rap why this is so impressive. Mm-hmm. But people who do love rap for the craft of it know why this is so impressive. So I saw the creator of Dissect Podcast. He broke down this and I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. He went with one rhyme scheme yep. the whole time. And it's never a bad bar or a surface level bar. It's like he has something to say with every single rhyme. And mm-hmm. There's internal things going on. It like for the people who nerd out about rap music, like this was one to nerd out about. Like, geez, yeah. is he still going? Yep. And like you said, it's something that's impressive that a lot of people and consumers don't 
don't pick up uh, as soon as possible. But that was a check, a check mark on my J. Cole greatness box. Every rapper has a type of verse where it keeps the one stanza. Eminem did it with Monkey See, Monkey Do. If you know that song, it's an unreleased song around Encore era. He murdered the same thing like J. Cole. He kept the same uh, last multi-syllable and added internal rhymes yeah. and all of that. But I put out a tweet, right? And this really has some serious conversation about J. Cole. I know, I get it. Why can't two legends coexist? J. Cole, Kendrick, throwing Drake in there, they're all the greatest. But Drake has had an opportunity to be number one, right? Kendrick mm-hmm. has had the opportunity to be number one. When can we finally put J. Cole at number one? Because I'm sick and tired of people saying, oh yeah, J. Cole is one of the greatest <clears throat> of this generation. That's a slight. When is J. Cole going to be number one? You know, Kendrick had Mr. Around the Big Steppers. It was a great album. But J. Cole has been consistent ever since. And the features, he's been killing it. And then also, he's improving. Like, I can say J. Cole now today is way better than he was um, in 2014 for Oso Drive era. So that's why I yeah. expect a lot, of, a lot of big things from the fall off. But what do you think? When is he going to yeah. be number one? And so I think what you just said was so true. He has gotten mm-hmm. better so much where... Obviously, Drake and Kendrick have gone better, but it's not that noticeable, I mm-hmm. think. Like, I think every verse from J. Cole now, it actually seems like he treats it like he's basketball training. He said that in the fall, the off-season documentary mm-hmm. where he's putting up – he's like, you can't just do a couple of drills and expect to be good at basketball. You have to be training in there. And he's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. put that same type of thought process into writing. And this might not be true, but I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Although he might not be regarded as number one by all of hip-hop, I feel like – his fans are the most dedicated of Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole fans, if that makes sense. Like if there was a battle between like Kendrick lovers and J. Cole lovers and Drake lovers, I think J. Cole lovers are like extreme. You see me, I'm wearing a Dreamville sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Like you, he's like the one who has a record label that's completely worked out with artists who've all gained notoriety, partly because J. Cole said, stamped it with his approval. So if he's not number one regarded by everyone else, I don't think he cares because his fan base is ride or die for him. And man, this this verse is crazy. It is. I'm for thinking, me, for I'm me, just... it's the verse of the year. Um and we'll we'll see um how the year plays out. But I'm telling you, man, what he did with that track, the bars he slipped in, yeah. even oh my yeah, I'm not gonna there's nothing I'm, to say. There's nothing to say. I'm looking at the verse right now. This one's the one that got me. I had to stop it, peeped how they profit off the racial stress. Some activists got so rich, they probably wish we stayed oppressed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not no surface level bar. Like, that's a yep. true statement. Like, people probably do wish like a certain majority stay oppressed so they can keep mm-hmm. making money off the donations mm-hmm. that come in. Like, that. And it, it he FaceTimed that for a feature and saw the face of death. Yep. It's like he had something cool to say with the rhyme scheme every single time. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. The Bangla- people love the Bangladesh bar. I don't even think that's like a top five bar on here. It was. I just. I love when rappers are like very conscious about like their place. When he said, "I'm on your song, your stream's going up." Not quite the Drake effect, but don't complain, mm-hmm. bitch. Take what you get and cut the label yep. check. Like that's funny and it's yep. true, and it was, it's just great. He killed All it. Around. And to even start off the verse, the way he started it out, Cole and Yachty, come in for their respect. Come and pay your debt. Just like a travel pillow. We at your neck for the way you slept. That was the Oof. first couple, of, just the first intro to that verse. Yeah. So you know what he did on that. But okay, we get it. J. Cole's your goat. Now let me let me stroke my goat a little bit. Eminem with his record break. Eminem cracked into the top 10 most selling artists of all time. He surpassed Led Zeppelin. 
And he had, what was it, 207 million, 262,000 total sales in the U.S. And that includes, you know, like album sales, streaming, all that good stuff. And what kind of pisses me off is the fact that not a lot of blogs, articles, and the hip-hop press has been talking about it. I know Rob Markman recently said that he was kind of upset Mm -hmm. at hip-hop press because we're kind of putting out trash content, viral content that's not worthy and not really trying to stick with what's going on in the culture i just want to give a quick shout out to eminem it continues to prove his legacy not even he's talking about it he's been quiet he's been minding his business tweeting about little wayne rather than talking about himself so yeah i was watching an interview with is it corrupt who did the interview with Mm -hmm. him if you know i'm talking about corrupt it's from Uh, a year ago rapper Mm -hmm. and hearing eminem talk about hip-hop and i texted Mm -hmm. you this as i was watching it he is never going to go back to he just he is so obsessed with the actual rhyme schemes of rap like that's what he finds so interesting Mm -hmm. so i think it's so funny when he tweets out i wish i said that because he's like he probably is generally pissed like how the hell did i not think of that bar and you're like some might say it's a corny bar if m said it but it's so funny like he just love he loves bars Mm -hmm. he doesn't listen to rap for oh look at that melody which is fine some people do and some people don't Mm -hmm. and we want m to stop doing the typewriter flow but like that's what he's just infatuated with right now he yeah. thinks it's so cool how to fit syllables and keep going. Say all power to him. That man loves hip hop more than possibly anyone like ever. Is he still in your top ten? Like he's not my top five favorite, but he is a top five rapper of all time. Period. So like two different types of lists. But yeah, he's easily top five. Like at the skill of rapping, he's mm-hmm. up there. Same. And here. just to go back to Cole quickly because I wrote these down. Cole <laughs> gets guy. a lot of respect. Gets a lot of respect for his rapping. Mm-hmm. As he should, but his producing is also great. And maybe sometimes he should get some more outside producers. But he has made Loki hurt feelings for Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Hold for applause. High power J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. RMP um, by Corday and Anderson Pack. Division by Earth Gang. Lauder by JID. He's really good at producing. And the thing about these beats is not one of them sounds the same whatsoever. They honestly, they honestly all sound like different subgenres of hip hop. Mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. And if you've ever watched like one of those J. Cole uh, YouTube documentaries, there's one where he makes like, a Brooklyn beat for Jay-Z. Oh, the horrible think... one? You don't like that? I think that shit is fire. The one that's like, boo, choo-choo-choo-choo. Yeah. That was so Come bad. on, it's... Right next it's to Mr. Nice Watch. That's a bad song. <laughs> boom, boom. That's you a know, bad song. Everyone was shredding Cole for that beat he made in the in the trailer, whatever he was in. I like that. I actually like that. <laughs> now I feel stupid for saying that. I always thought that beat was cool. Nah, it's such, I hated it, that beat. It sounds like fuck. It sounds like Jay Z, like when he was going on to Annie. Yeah, oh my, I'm so bad with song names, but you know what I'm talking about. So many songs. Hard knock life. Hard knock life. It sounds like a hard knock life type. Yeah. beat. Fair I enough. Cole is still, it. he's still uh, one of the best producers, I think, uh, rapper slash producer. He's a talented man. So we're going to give his flowers to him, give his flowers to Eminem. But Adam, you know what's going to be coming up real soon. Uh, but what is your playlist title and leading single? I'll be honest, this was loaded up, so I'm going to go with it. We're going to okay. go with the secret, the secret Recipe, which is the new J. Cole Yachty song. Mm-hmm. And that's because me and Sam are cooking up out here. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping people appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> We put a lot of time, a lot of content out here just to get a couple of likes, but we don't care because that couple of likes, we're, we're going to watch it slowly build and we're confident. Yeah. Top that top. And J. Cole, yeah, J. Cole got me hyped up this week. So we're we mm-hmm. here. How about you? Mine is going to be, again, I guess another J. Cole oriented thing. Uh, the title is going to be The Off Season um, right now because 
I'm starting pay school in January. True. So this is the off season right now where I got to put in the work and crank it up. Like you said, we got the secret recipe and we've been cooking. But the leading single is going to be Good Kid, Mad City off the self-titled track, Good Kid, Mad City. I think that's one of the underrated tracks on that album. It's one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs. The world is a crazy place, man. I'm just trying to stay on the right track, stay focused, keep the grind on. And I just turned 23. So that's another thing. So I'm just trying to stay focused and keep the hustle going. I'm old. Don't clap. It just means I'm getting older. Yeah. <laughs> Closer to DOA. But hey, where do you want to start out now? Do you want to do talk about artists, how they plateaued, subgenres, or greatest rap duos? Let's do, um, what was the first one? Uh, the, uh, plateau artists artists that plateau. Well, this I don't want to start with the plateauing fact. I want to start mm-hmm. with this tweet from JID and um, Earth Gang's manager, mm-hmm. uh, Brat, Barry Hefner. Shout out to Barry mm-hmm. if you know him from Barry from Simpson off the Dreamville project. That song mm-hmm. he said, "I remember when we first signed the Dreamville, we intentionally didn't one call on our first project and or single. Jid took production from him. That's it. And Earth Gang didn't ask because we wanted to establish our brand first with his Dreamville audience. So something we're kind of saying is the opposite recently is artists get the big feature and without that big feature, they're kind of not to say nothing, but they sometimes it's dangerous to get that feature too early in your career. And you kind of have to work your way up to earn that feature where people are listening to the feature, not just to hear what J Cole has to say, but they're also mm-hmm. curious what JID has to say first. So there's definitely a lot of songs out there that are getting these big cosigns, which, Hey, Drake called me and asked, said he'd do a feature for me. Like I'd probably do it too, but I thought that was such a smart decision by them because we've seen so many rappers recently plateau that we thought would have such huge success because they got these huge cosigns. So, for example, um, Teaser Touchdown has all these cosigns recently, but he chose not to put them on his album, which was interesting. I think it was kind of smart, even though we didn't love the album personally. He could have got Drake on there, and he could have got Travis Scott on there, and he could have got Tyler. But the album has like Janelle Monae on it. It doesn't have these other huge names that were co-signing him. That realistically, people would have skipped the album and gone right to the Drake song to hear what's this going to sound like. So I think that's an interesting business method for them. Hundred um, percent. That's the way. To, that's the way to go. Especially if you're trying to build a real fan base. I know because again, I'm Eminem fan. A lot of the artists he signs, he automatically does um, a feature for them. And the issue is when you read the mm-hmm. comments of these artists saying, "I'm about to drop an album," is this a bunch of stands saying? So when that M album or coming out age. or when, when, yeah. when, you know, so it's never about the artist. So that's the best way to go about it. I can name so many artists who had Drake features and uh, tragically, they're nowhere to Ball be found off. anymore. So it's crazy. And it's yeah. a lot of pressure, right? To start off that big and then to match that. So you got to wait it out a little bit. Yeah. And t- t- off the top of my head, some artists that I thought that were going to be huge. This is not necessarily because they got a huge feature and popped mm-hmm. off, but I don't know if you are bumped Aaron May. But this mm-hmm. guy, and he's still making great music. He had one of my mm-hmm. songs of the year a few years ago. But like, I thought he was J. Cole. I thought he was the next one. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I'm just not – he hasn't been doing that much recently. Mm-hmm. And I really think this guy is amazing. But is there anyone you can think of that you thought was kind of going to be the one that maybe yeah. right now isn't I had – actually, originally I didn't have this person on this list. But the way you said the one – and a lot of people might clown me for this, but I truly do believe it. First and foremost, logic. If you guys yeah. know, I don't want nobody to put disrespect on Logic's name. When he was coming up the mixtape era, along with Mac Miller, along with Cole, um, even Kendrick, when he was with like the Kendrick Lamar EP, that whole gang, and I forget what double XL freshman year that was, 
but they were really maybe. 2013. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa was another person. When all those mixtapes were popping, Logic was yeah. the forefront of that as well. And he had so much potential. I'm telling you guys, you can clown me and point your fingers. I would say loud and proud. Logic should have been toe-to-toe alongside with J. Cole and Kendrick. The man is so talented. Someone I see in the exact same light as that mm-hmm. situation, and I hate saying this, but Joey Badass, Yeah. every verse from him now sounds like it's mailed in. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because you go to 1999, and it is insane. Like It is so good. And every verse now, I heard him on a Griselda-type grimy beat. And mm-hmm. I wish I would have loved it because the beat was sick. But his bars were just the most like base level. Like when I was saying before about Cole's verse, how it's nothing, nothing surface level bars. Every single bar was just surface level from a guy who used, I thought was going to be one of the best rappers ever. I'm yeah. sure others thought that after 1999. That was a great choice. Um, him and Joey for sure. Uh, Joey, I think it was pending on this recent album, 2001, which I did enjoy, but I didn't think it reached all my expectations because, like, again, this is Joey Badass we're talking about. Same thing with Logic. Yeah. He had uh, uh, Under Pressure, Incredible True Story, and it was that third album, Everybody, and that's where things kind of divided. But you also have to remember the music industry is tough, man, and Logic talked about it. He came in, and it was just stressful, and his mental health was down yeah. the drain, and he couldn't handle it. And because of that, you know, he had to take a step back, and that's what happens to so many different artists. So I get that aspect as well. It's not just that he wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. It's just the fact of dang, I'm, I'm exposed, I'm out in the public, and it's uncomfortable, and it can be really difficult to maneuver, you know? Yeah. On the other hand, I have full faith in my man Chance Rapper. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Coloring Book today. Mm-hmm. Dude, he made he just made one bad album. He's I think he's fine. And he, he's I don't been think teasing he said a new that album. back then, though. I don't know. Did you say that back then? I feel like you're on the hate train. I just, I just think like his singing and his songwriting is just too good for him. Not mm-hmm. He didn't forget how to make hit songs. Like He has mm-hmm. so many. Coloring book, like it could be one of the most. Un- it is a, I think yeah. it could be a class. I'm gonna call it a classic. That's it fine. is a really, it's just hit every song. It's a hit. Yeah, it's crazy. Chance was another rapper on my list too. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame, and it shows again how how flimsy fans are. You know. Yeah. Chance has been proven. He started out from the underground Chicago scene. He dropped what was it? Ten day? Is that the project first? That's at first ten day. Yep, yep ten day. Rap. Then he has the Social Experiment albums, which mm-hmm. are also amazing. With mm-hmm. what's it called? It, it's with Donnie Trump. It's like a white album. It's really good. Mm. Uh, but I, I trust him. I think yeah. he's just musically so talented. I said this before, but if you can sing and rap, like it just helps you so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't he make another same drugs type mm-hmm. banger of a singing song? Why yeah. can't he make another great rap Christian song like Blessings? Yeah, I'm not even I, Christian. I he love can do album. it. He can do it. He totally can. I think I'm just mostly disgusted by how people treated him. Like just off of one album. And what what made me mostly sick were people were trashing the album before it came out. That's been a trend now in recent music. People trashing songs or albums before they come out. It started with Chance. People like a week before the album dropped. Oh, this is about to be trash. It's about to be about his wife. I didn't even know what it was going to be about. How did people know it's even going to be about his wife? So I don't know. I don't know if it's actually ever been an artist who just got clipped just got so much hate for one album and had like his Crazy. career because he had so he built up such a strong fan base and mm-hmm. everything it's really interesting honestly they should do a case yeah. study on that i got no clue yeah and then one last person for me you probably know him he was goaded um during the late elementary middle middle school period which is about like 2000 late 2010s 2007 to 2011 bob V.O.B. Yeah. was the guy, man. And I really thought he was going to keep it going. Magic but like you said, 
Magic was a banger. But that pop rap era, I think, kind of died quickly. And once Kendrick and yeah. Cole, everyone, when everyone was popping up, I think that kind of died down. Even Mac Miller shifted, right? Originally, he was that fratty rap, yeah. and he switched automatically, and he was doing this abstract rap. An interesting debate would be whose change in their career was more drastic, Tyler the mm-hmm. Creator or Mac Miller? Oh, oh Tyler. <sighs> I got to go Tyler. I don't know, because Tyler's beats were always good. Like His production hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. The beats were always there. But Mac, Mac Miller had to also overcome the fact that he was a white frat rapper. Okay. That's a that's a pretty hard label to get. So you had to get respect because like, he wasn't getting. Respect, oh, he's so had to get that. He's right? also musically talented. I feel like Tyler mm-hmm. had. It'd be a really interesting debate. I don't know. I don't know who was better. Both of them. Or who had a bigger list. change? But this is the thing with change. Mac, though. Even though he was doing that frat rap, and maybe some people in the culture didn't respect that, he had a following. When he dropped "Kids," that was humongous. Yeah. Everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, people loved him. So, Tyler, on the other Tyler, hand, people. No, Tyler was huge. I mean, Golf? because I mean, of Odd, Odd Future? Future, because of Odd Future. But how many people yeah. are bumping Goblin from that first album? You know, yeah, not many people. You know, some. He really, and honestly, mm-hmm. they, they both had TV shows because Mac had the most mm-hmm. dope family on MTV. Tyler mm-hmm. had um, Odd Future. Was it called Odd? No, it wasn't called Odd Future. What was it called? Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking about that their yeah. TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. They both built brands. They kind of went away from the brands they were making to really focus on music. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I can't even think. That it's just such a crazy change for both of them. It is. But you got to to be alive in this industry. You got to be able to maneuver. Even yeah. Jay Z, iconically, you know, um, from the street rap to the businessman rap to now, I'm a dad now, and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. a crazy evolution, you know. But this is a perfect segue into subgenres, right? Um, I have this kind of interesting theory. But in hip hop, there's always been an evolution of the, the main genre that's been going on. Of course, there's always a multitude of genres, whether that was the East Coast rap, the West Coast rap, and you have South rap doing their own thing. There's always an evolution of what becomes the top genre. And it always switches, whether that was from, again, the West Coast um, to more of that street rap gangster sound with 50 Cent to mm-hmm. the pop rap of Drake, uh, Kanye West, more with 808s and Heartbreak. Uh, and then we also have, I forgot, Kanye and the sample, the sample Chickmunk, right? And recently, trap has been the new subgenre. But that started around like 2016 when Migos came in and completely shifted the mm-hmm. culture. ATL took over. And I'll say like the genre switched off every two to three years maybe. But it is now 2023, about to hit 2024. And this still hasn't been a new genre that's been taking the forefront. I do have one in the back of my mind, which I'll mention in a little bit. But hip-hop has been stagnating in terms of just fresh new releases, fresh new ideas, and fresh new sounds. Well, I would say that I think under the trap umbrella are mm-hmm. other subgenres within trap music. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I'm the most educated on trap music to tell you what those are. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a difference between Playboy Cardi rapping and Uzi rapping mm-hmm. and future rapping. You know, like those are three different types of beats, but we all kind of label it trap rap. Mm-hmm. Something I found interesting recently is that hip hop started by sampling rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You got the Beastie Boys, you had Run DMC. And that kind of disappeared for a while. And then you have a 99 Problems by Jay-Z bringing back like rock inside of rap then the whole Linkin Park collab album. Mm-hmm. But rock rap has come back pretty yep. popular. That I was mean, a you're genre. Seeing, yeah, Kenny Mason, mm-hmm. who I think is also one of the ones. He's doing it. Uh, Paris, Texas, I love their yep. new album. They're doing it. Dochi's new song. It's, it's raw. It's heavy metal rap. And I think that's interesting how it's kind of going full circle on the 50th year. Yeah, that's kind of back around, and it, may, it makes me like rock music because, like, I never don't like it. It's what my dad listens to, but I, I like these artists. 
Yeah, and you read my mind completely. That was the genre I was talking about. This new sound that's coming out is this very heavy rock experimental sound, including JPEG Mafia, who I think was the oh, true yeah. um, lead for forerunner for that. Um, and like you said, Paris, Texas, all of them. And even Tizo, right? Tizo's now coming out and doing that rock-esque type of music. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the new sound that maybe picks up and could possibly be number one. It's kind of weird, though, because it's not really uh, radio-friendly. So I don't know how that's going to yeah. play, but I don't know. Hey, it's going to take someone to like, not that these artists aren't perfecting it, but perfecting mm-hmm. it in a pop way that you're saying. Because mm-hmm. Tizo's a little too pop for me, the way he does rock rap. But like, I love Kenny Mason's music and Paris, Texas, but it could be too hardcore and out there for a just pop audience. Yeah. I think someone's going to figure it out. But I mean, my favorite subgenre will always be just this hardcore underground hip hop, like yep. Griselda, Freddie Gibbs. That's just that East Coast. The beats. It's just, it's just what I love. I'm trying to think of some other major ones. I'm just trying to think of artists off the top of my head. I mean, there was the Christian rap i'm not sure we want to call like the sabas mino chance rapper type because mm-hmm. they're not all christian rap obviously mm-hmm. like chance is specifically christian rap but there is a mm-hmm. vibe chicago just in general that i'll just say it's more gospel influence and kind of was a big deal of that yeah. like even jesus walks so yeah yeah i feel yeah, you. gospel rap i guess you would mm-hmm. call it mm-hmm. that's that genre i mean i'm not christian i, I love that music mm-hmm. try what else, what else we got it's tough because trap trap has been the airways, so now it's kind of like what else is going on. But you do have that Samino I mean, Saba vibes popping too. Yeah, right? I just think music's less regional now because mm-hmm. you have access to everything. It's not like True. all you hear is your local radio station. Mm-hmm. So, like the Dreamville sound is just really popular across the whole nation. Of that, like mm-hmm. boom bappy smooth sound. I'm not sure like what you would call that exactly. It's similar yeah. to the Chicago Smino sound. Yeah, it all it's called kind of together. Yeah, right. well, we'll see. We we'll talk- see how hip hop evolves, right? Yeah, I mean, we talk about hip-hop on the decline. I just think subgenres are just getting more popular. Mm-hmm. And fan bases are going to these subgenres genres versus supporting one major artist mm-hmm. and lifting them up. That's a good thing, right? We're, we're saying that's a good yeah. thing? Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. You can meet people who also like that. You can go on Twitter. You can find that rock. You can find all the different Twitter accounts that support that subgenre of music. I think that's fun. That's I why I love too. music. And that's why hip-hop is always ever-growing and forever-changing. I think this will be a great jump to uh, we want to do the greatest rap duos of all time. And of course, that's a bit regional, but I know your favorite, your favorite. I want, I want to say J. Cole's your favorite rapper, but I'll say this is your favorite duo. I already know from the jump. But who is your list? Give me top five uh, greatest rap duos of all time. All right, so what, the one you're thinking of is Gangstar, which we were mm-hmm. debating. Is that like a rap duo okay. or is that just a group duo? Mm-hmm. But they're not my favorite. My favorite is the one that I reacted to when you were like, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. Clips, I think, is the best really? rap duo. I they're your favorite. Push, I love Pusha T. Wow, and Malice, Hell Hath No Fury, is mm-hmm. such a good album. And Ride Around Town, while I can afford plenty That's of ice crazy. on my neck, so I don't get nauseous. They're so good. Uh, Outcast, obviously, mm-hmm. is like the goat mm-hmm. hip hop duo. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before we started that there's not that many duos or rap groups. Mm-hmm. alive now in hip-hop which is interesting we've seen mm-hmm. big collectives such as dreamville such as Brockhampton, and they all kind of like sizzle out and fall away mm-hmm. i don't know why what that is pause on your deep. pause i was gonna say pause on your top two you can i was gonna i want to do uh one for each of us i know your top oh, three okay. now finish mob deep and i'll do my top three i think i named everyone on my list honestly and i, mm-hmm. I don't even really listen to mob deep that much like mm-hmm. they're great no mm-hmm. disrespect to mob deep i don't yeah. really i listen Listen to the songs in the gym, mm-hmm. Survival of the Fittest. You know how it is. 
Yep. I'm surprised that, that you said clips. I can't believe that. I love clips. I know you love Pusha, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you love Pharrell and the clips. Ma- I mean, Mouse, they're just this, they're the same person where <laughs> Mouse might be a little bit more religious rapping. They sound like, yeah. they sound like brothers rapping. Mm-hmm. I don't, the beats are just Mr. Me Too, mm-hmm. Hell Hath No Fury. The beats on that are just mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. I love it. This is always a tough choice for me because yeah. I personally feel like my favorite duo of all time is it's between, it's a toss up between Gangstar, Mob Deep, and Outcast. Um, yeah. I love Outcast. By times they can be too experimental for me. ATLNs is one of my favorite albums of all time. I love Aquemini yeah. too, but Mob Deep, that first project, the infamous, and even Hell on Earth is Fire, yeah. but the infamous, like if you want to hear that New York rap, that's that is the album. One of the, I think that's the album is top ten rap albums of all time, the infamous. Um yeah. And then Gangstar, of course, Moment of Truth, so yeah. many projects. Rest in peace to Guru. Um, I'm also gonna include Black Star, and then lastly. Oh. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's my, yeah, yeah. That's my mm-hmm. that's my top three. Yeah, there even you go. though it's one album, mm-hmm. I think them two coming together for that album, yeah. mm-hmm. it is. Ooh, yeah. Redefinition, definition. Some of my mm-hmm. favorite songs of all time. Respiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of rhyming on there. Yeah, and it was an important time for hip hop because that was when Biggie and Pac died. So hip hop was like in this in this slump. They came together to form Black yeah. Star and a lot of good Black Unity music on there. And then lastly. These two guys, and especially this one man who's one of my favorite rappers of all time, he is the legend. And there wouldn't be any multi-syllabic crazy rhyming without him. Um, that's Rakim and his duo Eric B and Rakim, oh, yeah. man. I'm telling you, get in, get in your Rakim bag. Start listening to some Rakim and get hip because he is one of the greatest to ever do it. I'm talking about alongside Jay-Z, um, who else? Nas, uh, Black Thought, all of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of more duos. They're getting Saw and Pepper. If we're talking like more like not 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. Show yeah. respect to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only ones I have on my leftover were UGK, uh, P Rock, yeah. um, NCL, of course, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Don't clown yeah. me, but they were important for hip hop yeah. and EPMD. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're talking about just rapper producer duos that are mm-hmm. involved in this, let me throw Freddie Gibbs, Mad Lib, throw Freddie mm-hmm. Gibbs, uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, because mm-hmm. MF Doom and Mad Lib, like a lot of those duos go great. Oh, I had one in my head. Who was it? Now I'm blanking. But there's a there's a lot in hip hop. Yeah. Shout hip hop. But you said this a little bit before, and we'll end it. We'll end it on this. But you're saying there's not a lot of modern rap duos. Why is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What happened? What happened to that? Even like Madlib and Freddie, I don't consider them a duo. They just happen to collaborate frequently. There's no like name for them. You know? I don't know. Maybe it's because with social media now, people might heavily favor one side of a duo versus back then. Like maybe you didn't know as much if Big Boy and Andre were so like skewed on how fans perceive them. So maybe that causes like pressure between the group and they break up and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, let me do solo. But I don't know what it is. I think it's it's interesting. I, I no it's something. We gotta figure it out. But if you guys stayed up to the very end, we appreciate you all. Hey, make sure you check out the website. Uh, we got new episodes coming out every yeah. week. And like Adam said, we are out here cooking, so make sure you utilize everything. But we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.